Hello. Enjoy to you. This is Father Brian Michael Rice from the Wave Consciousness Radio Network welcoming you to sacred space of expanding consciousness, of self-discovery, transformation, new possibilities, divine potential to share with you the good news that God dwells in you. Are you seeking a deeper interpersonal relationship with God? Are you called to living the original teachings of the Christ and embodying these teachings in your daily life? Then join us on the Way of Consciousness Radio Network, programming that offers all-inclusive and trans-denominational perspectives on deepening your individual and our collective divine consciousness in transforming our world into oneness. The focus of our radio programs is to inspire and offer assistance as you expand your inner awareness of divine presence. Learn deeper ways of spiritual mastery through dialogue, study groups, contemplation, prayer, meditation, and spiritual practices. Join the conversation with progressive spiritual luminaries of our times, members of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, the Apostolic Communion, the Progressive Christian Alliance, the Order of the Brahma Christos, a Christhood Sanatana Dharma Swami Order, Interfaith and New Thought Movements, and all others who seek to bring oneness, consciousness, and peace to our world. The Way of Consciousness Radio Network is produced by the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, our executive producer, is Father Brian Michael Bryce. Co-hosts are Bishop Lee Allen Peterson, Father Brian Michael Rice, and Reverend Dr. Linda Marie Nelson. You can find us on the World Wide Web at OFJcommunity.org. Our Facebook page is listed as Apostolic Communion. Now here is the driving force behind the Way of Consciousness Reverend Dr. Linda Marie Nelson. Well, I, I think we'd like to tell folks that uh, we'd like to meet people wherever they are in their awareness of their inner divinity and assist them in various ways by offering classes and study groups and discussion groups via Skype, by doing one-on-one -on -one mentoring. And if people are interested in a path that might lead to ordained ministry, uh, through St. Francis College, through the Order of Friends of Yeshua and the Apostolic Communion, we can offer uh, that program tract for those interested and who might feel the inner call to ministry. So I'm very excited to be a part of this and putting this word out into the world. Um, I think about the history of the church. Our first show uh, will deal with some of the history of the early beginnings of the church and the diverse um, perspectives that led to lots of divisions uh, within the Roman Church and how we have evolved to this place in time where we're seeking more to have an individual relationship with God and walk that path as God calls us from within our inner being. And now I'd like to introduce my co-host, 
Father Brian Michael Rice and Bishop Lee Allen Peterson. Welcome. Thank you, Gunnar Marie. And I, I got to say that this is one of the most exciting days for me in a long time. Welcome, and you're in store for something big. You're in store for something vast. Because what I've encountered in coming to know both Linda Marie and Bishop Lee is that they have the Spirit flowing with them. And I'm pleased to be a part of this fusion and this integration and the merger. And I'm pleased to be a part of the launch. And now I'll defer to uh, the presiding bishop, Bishop Lee. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's wonderful to be here. It's absolutely fantastic that we're able to start this new network and dedicate it to the expansion of consciousness of all creation, actually. Consciousness is part of all creation. All creation springs forth from it. Therefore, this affects all creation. And it's wonderful to have you guys both uh, working so hard. I'm just the voice. These guys are the ones who are actually doing all the work. Praise God, because we actually have a regular network. <laughs> uh, Brian, any closing thoughts from your perspective? Well, I think we have, we're clearly, as Christ said, the Christ, expression of the Father principle. I think that we, like St. Francis said, we are going to be channels of peace for people. And we hope to inspire you to be channels of peace in the world, everyone who's listening at any time. And this network is going to be not only a vehicle, but it's going to be uh, a, a, the mustard seed. And it's going to grow big, and, and, it's, and, and we expect good things and great things. But we need you to be a part of that through your faithful listenership, through your support, through your calling in and, and learning and engaging in a dialogue, and through taking part in all the things Reverend, Reverend Dr. Linda Marie just talked about. And, you know, we hope that you will walk the path with us because what we're going to be learning about in some of the first couple shows is what Christianity was really called in the beginning was the way. We'll talk about the way to to, to higher consciousness, to, to higher awareness, and to a greater realization of yourself as the Christ or the Buddha self or uh, whatever you call the, the divine God self within you. Thank you for your openness and your willingness to listen to this today. And uh, please continue to come back to the site and constantly look for updates because we're going to keep you updated. We promise you that we will not let you down. We will lift you up. Thank you, Father Brian. And I'd also like to mention you can find us easily on Blog Talk Radio by going to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash way of consciousness. God bless. You are listening to the Way of Consciousness Radio Network, programming to help you explore and rediscover and remember your inner divinity. This is the Way of Consciousness. Good evening, everyone. This is Reverend Dr. Linda Marie Nelson, and tonight I am broadcasting from South Florida, 
and uh, near the ocean in Lake Worth, Florida. And it's been a beautiful day, and there's a nice breeze out this evening, and I'm happy to be here. Uh, my co-host, uh, Bishop Lee Allen Peterson, will be is broadcasting live from the Fort Worth area of Texas, and he'll be joining us in a moment. I just want to welcome you to the Way of Consciousness. And our discussion this evening is going to be just that. What are we talking about when we talk about consciousness? And so our dialogue this evening will help to expand your inner awareness of divine consciousness. Uh, we'll talk about some our paths and some tools for uh, deepening uh, your spiritual awareness of your inner consciousness of the divine. So we welcome you and we invite you to join the conversation with us this evening. So now I'd like to welcome uh, Lee Allen Peterson. Good evening, Lee. How are you? I'm doing well, Linda Marie. How are things in Florida? Well, they, they've been lovely. Um, uh, sadly, I have, I'm here. Uh, I lost. Uh, I have a friends here of nearly 25 years, and um, Ray Waite passed away a couple of days ago, and so I was here supporting my very dear friend Joan and um, and being with her family. And also, uh, my aunt and uncle live uh, nearby, and my uncle just got out of the hospital uh, several days ago, so I was able to visit with them, too. So it's um, it's kind of been a bittersweet visit, but I'm very grateful that I could be here. Well, you know, those those events happen in our lives, and one of the ways we handle that is through an expanded state of consciousness. <laughs> so that sort of just leads us you know, into the show. Tonight I just wanted to to talk a little bit about, you know, what is consciousness and how did we come to become ministers uh in the Christian tradition, uh in the Catholic Christian tradition, uh and and you know what that means to us because it means different things to different people and and you know we take a very different viewpoint of what it means to be Catholic uh, and what it means to be a Christian. One of the things that sparked my interest into the ministry and my calling into the ministry, what I felt called to do, is you know, like give a voice to the voiceless within within the uh, within the church to minister to those that were downcast, not really downcast, but outcast. Uh, to bring back the original expression of Christianity, which I think the church by and large has lost, and and to empower people to realize that your life is your ministry, whether you're ordained or not. Every moment in your life is sacred, and we should be aware of that. So part of what we're going to talk about tonight is is mindfulness. So, Lynn Marie, I'm interested. What brought you into uh, the apostolic communion and the apostolic philosophy? Well, it was kind of a zigzag journey for me. I was born and raised in the Roman Catholic tradition and always felt an, uh, a calling to uh, serve. Uh, since childhood, I had an experience when I was seven or eight years old 
and and had eye surgery and and experienced a period of blindness and but was able to have i guess what people would call an otherworldly experience or a supernatural experience and mine manifested as an angel in the hospital and um who kind of kept me company in times when my mom wasn't there and I was afraid. So that stayed with me all my life. And so as I grew older, I began to read everything I could read about um, what that could have meant in my life. And the one thing about going to the Roman Catholic Church that really always stuck in my heart was the picture of the sacred heart um, you know, showing the heart external to the body of Christ or Mary in the center of the chest. And as I've come to learn as an adult uh, and studied for the last, oh, 35 or 40 years or so, um, I've come to understand that there's a a great mystical uh, symbology there that as a Roman Catholic, I never really understood, and no one really seemed to take the time to explain it to me, we were just supposed to obey and be submissive and, and really not question anything. So when my mother uh, rolled the clock ahead, I'm married, and my mother becomes, you know, terminally ill and, and suffers a long-term uh, illness and at one point is in um, a medical center for about 30 days, and I'm staying in a Ronald McDonald house, and and, you know, I'm very concerned because my mother is afraid to die. And this was my challenge. This was, I guess, a gift to me from my mom. I mean, I know it is a gift to me from my mom because it, it caused me to really try to understand what I could do to help my mother not be afraid. And so I became friendly with all the chaplains in the state hospital. It's kind of a small male clinic-type hospital. And... um and they were trying to discover what exactly my mother had. And so um, that set me on a journey. And uh, talking with different denominational, uh, you know, chaplains and having another experience in the chapel one night when I was just so terribly upset and crying because my mom was afraid and I was doing everything I could, every moment I could with her to, to try to tell her it was okay and that, you know, she was surrounded by love and angels and Jesus, and, you know, she was Roman Catholic. And so, you know, I tried to relate what I knew on the inside to be true uh, to her in terms that she could understand. So it was a very interesting catalyst for me. Um, and during that time, I had been very active in the Roman Catholic Church. I was a music director um, as, a, as a professor of speech and public speaking at a university in Florida, I was training lectors and and um and and readers for mass and and doing all kinds of things like that and um when my mom had this experience and subsequently passed away I went into a deep place of contemplation and I left the Roman Catholic Church I I got a clear picture in my heart that that just I couldn't walk in that path anymore they they discredited me as a leader because I was female. I would never have any really kind of role as in ministry with regard to the Roman Catholic Church because 
Um, of course, they don't allow women. They discriminate. Um, they say God is love on one hand, and then they say women aren't allowed to do this, that, and the other thing. And as an, as I've studied over the many, many years history, I come to find out that women were always a part of Jesus' ministry. And other great teachers, the Buddha and and uh, many others, you know, they spoke to everyone. They loved all people. No one was really discriminated against. And and it's only been in more modern times um, that the domination of, I guess, the political male-dominated mentality, those things changed. And so I left the Roman Catholic Church in 1993, which is uh, shortly after my mom passed away. And I started seeking. And I just started talking to people. I wanted to find something where I could learn about all different kinds of faiths. But mostly I wanted to learn about, well, who is God inside of me? How do I get to know this God? All the years that I was in the church, all the training I had as a pastoral musician and everything else and a and a, a, a liturgical training that I took um, never really taught me to have a personal relationship with God, which was is really quite sobering. I mean, it's just astonishing. But many churches, um, you sit in the pew, and the people up on the altar are who you defer to. So through, through a conversation and through a desire in my heart, I began to meet people and stumbled upon a woman who I held in high regard, uh, Judy Lynn Ray, she's now in North Carolina, who taught me about, was very interested in laying on of hands and taught me some Reiki, and I had a conversation with her, and um, she told me about the Alliance of Divine Love. And the Alliance of Divine Love ministry is, an, is, a, is a non-denominational uh, ministry, and it's, um, it's really about an inward spiritual journey to discover who you are on the inside, and who God is to you, how God expresses through you. And so I contacted the people at the Alliance of Divine Love. This was probably 19, middle 90s, I guess. And um, I was invited to join a class. Reverend Dr. Barbara Hanshaw, who is my teacher, uh, invited me to attend classes. There was no obligation. I could sit and join in, and if it was something I wanted to finish, I could, and if not, that was fine too, and hence, in, I became ordained in, as a minister in the Alliance of Divine Love, which I might add is a federally licensed uh, organization. It's really looked upon through the eyes of the federal government as a church. So, you know, so I belong to a umbrella 5013C, and I have a federal ID number, like any other rabbi or. Uh, mainstream minister of whatever denomination, and which is pretty remarkable, uh, considering it was started in 1969, 1970, and uh, just spirit accomplishing that for these women who started this um, movement and this ministry is, is quite remarkable. And so I was ordained and um, became a teacher and read a book by Glenda, uh, Glenda Green, whom you are very familiar with, um, you know, love without end, Jesus speaks. And it really struck a deep chord in me. Because while Alliance of Divine Love is all-inclusive, completely all-inclusive, it doesn't focus in on any one teacher. They encourage you 
to find that in you and express that with you. So we have people who are from a Jewish background, from a Buddhist background, from every Protestant denomination you can think of, and their their whole belief is that you should be expressing the uniqueness of God with through you. And I found myself to be a deeply, deeply Christ-centered individual. And so I took some classes with Spiritist Seminary. In fact, that's how I met Lee Allen Peterson, who subsequently ordained me, first as a deacon, then as a minister uh, chaplain, and then later as a priest. I studied in Spiritist Seminary and um, was ordained there, received a doctorate there, and then went on to uh, study at um, St. Francis Seminary within the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, of which I am a founding member along with uh, Bishop Lee Allen Peterson. And um, and so it's been a continuous journey since then. My whole life now that I'm in my 60s is around, it, it, it just revolves around my ministry. And to that end, I teach spiritual uh, development, spiritual enrichment classes. I have study groups about the Aramaic language of Jesus taken from the Eastern Peshitta text, which is the language that Christ actually spoke. And um, I've studied that for about six years, and I teach uh, groups on uh, which consists of books and dialogue, which has been tremendously enriching over the last three years. And then we now do the same thing in um, in the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, uh, uh, of which I am the administrator for that organization. And that just means I help uh, keep the meetings going. We do a lot of things via Skype because we're spread out all over the place. And um, it's an incredible dialogue. And uh, many of us contribute to our different discussion groups. We use many books uh, in the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, which is a non-Roman Catholic, really meaning universal or, or all-inclusive. Uh, and Lee can tell you more uh, about the background of that uh, when he gives you some idea of who he is and what his journey has been like. So I feel deeply fulfilled in this. The, these radio shows, uh, The Way of Consciousness, came out of this nine-year journey uh, with the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, and for which I am deeply grateful. So I, I appreciate you, Lee, uh, being my uh, mentor for many years and my friend and, and now my colleague. And um, I enjoy the work that we do, and I'm very grateful. And so now I'm going to turn the tables on you, and I, I would like to um, hear about your journey and how you got to this point as the presiding bishop for um the Apostolic Communion of Christ Consciousness. Well, it all started when I was a young boy. No, actually, uh, it it really did all start when I was a young boy, uh, 12 or 13 years old, in a, a Protestant denomination called the Disciples of Christ. And that uh -huh. was also uh, during the time when the Vietnam War was going on. Uh -huh. And it was a very much a time of questioning, and we we question authority. And we saw we got on our high horses as sometimes <laughs> idealistic children do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
said, you know, these people aren't acting anything like what we think Jesus was thinking. <laughs> and we started to look at the teachings uh, of, of Christ. And even at a young age, a lot of us, we left the youth group and started our own church in uh, in downtown San Antonio that was also a uh, a coffee house, you'd call it today, it was a, a tea room. We served tea and, and, and coffee and homemade pastries and a lot of folk singing, a lot of folk singers, Tom Rush, uh, Alan Dameron, uh, Steve Earle, uh, a lot of people came by and, and played there. But during Sundays, and, and we didn't know this, it was actually an outreach of the Episcopal Church, and we had no idea. <laughs> we thought we were starting it. <laughs> and uh, a beautiful priest by the name of Ed Bush uh, left the, one of the most prestigious Episcopalian churches in San Antonio to come and be our priest. And he was on that same journey that we were on, and that was to discover what original Christianity was, what did Jesus really teach, where did that power come from. And that's really been the journey my whole life. Uh, it's always been Christian-based, although I find uh, all elements of Buddhism and, and the Vedas, not so much Hinduism per se, but certainly uh those scriptures upon which Hinduism is founded, mm -hmm. uh, the Vedas, uh, all played a tremendous influence. Uh, I read Be Here Now uh, when it first came out by Baba Ram Das and ran down mm -hmm. to the GM Center and bought my mantra mm -hmm. and uh, ended up going to MIU. Uh, and it was through meditation that I discovered the very deep and real presence of Christ within me who is also pure consciousness. Um, and it is, see, Christ to me is so much more than a person. It, it's, it's what made Jesus Jesus. It's what makes us us. And that is a consciousness, a, a, a reality. Hard to explain, uh, but it is the basis I believe the basis of all creation. So uh, then I joined a religious community, a Franciscan religious community, because through my study of the Bible, I found that the original church did look like the Catholic Church, in that there were the sacraments, and in that, uh, you know, the apostles uh, laid hands on one another. Jesus did ordain them. Uh, so I saw those certain elements, which are found in the Catholic Church, to be consistent with what happened in the first century. So then I was searching for a Catholic Church that wasn't Roman Catholic, but uh, was nonetheless Catholic in terms of apostolic tradition and mm -hmm. uh, the sacraments, and found the liberal Catholic Church. Uh, and Bishop uh, Francis Thorne, Archbishop Francis Thorne Coley, uh, took me, who, who I knew, whom I had known since I, w I was uh, 12 years old. <laughs> he was at the gatehouse, too. And wow. uh, 
although quite a bit older, he was one of the adults, <laughs> uh, took took me into his order, uh, the Community Companions of St. Francis, and uh, I was ordained a priest, and subsequently he retired, and I was elected Father General, and then the order mutated into what is now the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, so we've been around since the 70s. Just, you know, we we have roots into that organization. Well, we are that same organization, although we're a lot different now. Uh, as the journey progressed, one of the reasons that I wanted to become a priest is that, you know, I saw all these people marginalized by the church. That I didn't think Jesus would marginalize women, for example, gays, anybody that was even remotely different. If you asked questions. You were marginalized by the church. Exactly. And I, I feel that the reason for that is is that the, the Roman Catholic Church really provides very little, or at least at that time, uh, spiritual activities. The, the priests were educated, but they were educated intellectually. They were not necessarily educated spiritually. So I found it uh, to do the exact opposite to not worry so much about education in terms of psychiatry and homiletics and liturgics and, you know, uh, now origins of the Bible and things like that are very important. Uh, spend more time on the heart. Spend more time on the spirituality. Spend more time, you know, certain passages in the Bible uh, just rock me like in Christ there is no east or west there is no north and south there is no male and female well where is that practiced you know all things come to Christ and Christ made all things and it is all things where is that taught Uh, we all live and move and have our being in God where is that taught in the Bible there, there if you look at it through the eyes of unity through the eyes of oneness let's say you see a totally different Bible than you do when you look at it in terms of, well, I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> I'm a Christian exactly. and you're not. I firmly believe that all people are Christians. You see, they may not know it, but the basis of their life is Christ. Why? Because I believe that God created Christ. And that is that is God in 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 minute physical form, if you will. That is the part of God that takes on physicality. You see, only one creation, one creation. That creation is Christ. And so all things are part of Christ, and Christ is part of all things. Can't help but be. You see. Right. Uh, that this Christ was perfectly manifested through the man, Jesus of Nazareth, who we call Yeshua, which is his real name. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But what makes Yeshua Yeshua is the Christ within him, the fact that he was able, as as perfectly as we've ever seen, to manifest that expression of God that made him who he is, that will make us who we are in him, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, of course, I believe that the Christ 
is not necessarily uh, gender specific. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't but get that. What did you say? I don't believe the Christ is gender specific. Uh-huh. You see what I mean? Not gender I may, specific. I may, yeah, I may call Christ he and I may call God he, but that's that's just a way of relating for me. You see? Right. I actually have this vision of, and I don't want people, you know, not necessarily androgynous, you know, because that lends itself also to to a gender a gender thing. I guess. You know. Well, it uh, kind of deni- it kind of denies both male or female. It's like right, something and I other think, than I think, that. I think, I think it's both. You see, I think it's a perfect exactly homogenization of both. So it's not androgynous, and and it's it's both. Okay, both. Positive and negative, both male and female. And in terms of energy, positive and negative is, is not necessarily good and bad. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Well, dark. If there was no darkness, you would never be able to recognize the light. So, you know, and, and if there was no darkness, would there be light? <laughs> well, yeah. We need contrast so, in order to be able to differentiate. Yeah, in, in this physical form, we do need contrast, and and that's what I that's what I view life as. It's contrast, not duality, not a this or that. It's actually both, but they're contrasting. They're exactly. they're opposite sides of the same coin, if you will. So I came into this belief of consciousness pervading all reality, and this consciousness. When we say, what do we mean when we say Christ consciousness? Well, it means being conscious of that Christ that's within you. And what is that Christ within you? That is love, unconditional love. And do we express it all the time? No, we don't. We fall short in that. We try to, but if you hold it as a goal, more and more, more and more, you will come to express it. Mm-hmm. And and so and that a lot of that takes time. See, I wanted instant enlightenment. <laughs> But enlightenment, but first you have to understand what enlightenment is, and I didn't. I thought enlightenment in Christ's consciousness was this huge mystical state that was way beyond me at that particular point in time. I didn't realize that it was actually who I was already. And the reason I didn't recognize it is because it's who I am already. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, it's just it's That's amazing. why it's so hard. It's because you already are all this. All you have to do is surrender to it and let it flow. And that's extremely tough to us because of the ego mindset, the carnal mind, the egoic mind, the false self, whatever you want to call it. But it's through that struggle that we learn who we are. So you can't say that the ego is a bad thing it definitely gets in the way. But if it didn't get in the way, we wouldn't know, we couldn't contrast the Christ consciousness from the ego. You see what I'm saying? So it all plays a huge plan. That's why I'm such a believer in God. God, it has to be intelligent design. It has to be designed this way. It's too perfect for for it not to be. (laughs) So... 
this this is really what led me into the ministry to be able to teach these things with the same authority that the opposite was taught. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The same ap- to to return to the truth of the apostolic tradition. Because you have the spiritual, the Christic apostolic tradition, and you have the what what I would call the esoteric or the interior tradition, and you have the exoteric or the the outward tradition. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and the two can work together and are very powerful together if the outward is informed by the inner. Instead of the other way around, you see, in most traditions, you know, you're saying the Hail Marys and you're saying the that's exoteric things, and 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 you try to fit your your uh, interior experiences into those things. No, fit those things into your interior experience. That's the key. The key is to live from the inside out, not the outside in. And and that's what I think the fall of man is. We we turned ourselves around, which is why we have to convert. <laughs> we turned ourselves around. And instead of living from the inside out, like we were originally planned to do, we decided to live from the outside in. And now, with this shift in conscience coming, we are realizing that that was a huge mistake. Although you know, it, it's all part of the divine plan, if we hadn't done mm-hmm. that, we wouldn't be where we are technologically today. I agree. So we have to be thankful. We have to be thankful for that. But now it's time for us to put everything back in its proper perspective, and that's what this show is all about: helping us to put things back in proper perspective by looking at things in terms of consciousness. And consciousness is really your viewpoint of things. To be Christ-conscious means to view things as Christ would do it. To have the mind of Christ, you must think like Christ. You must be willing to let Christ inform you. And Christ is God-informed. You see? Because Jesus told us, I am not good. Why do you call me good? There is nothing about me that's good. Only the Father who works through me is good. So Jesus was saying the 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 ego, the false self, the the mask that you see standing in front of you is not the goodness. The goodness is what is within me and it is the Father operating through me which we call Christ. And and, and you know that's how he explained it to first century Jews. Okay? How do we explain it today? Well, basically, we try to say the same thing, except we get hung up on words like father, mother, you know. It is right. that God, the very same God that Jesus referred to as the Father, operating within us as the Christ of us. The same Christ that was in Jesus is in us. And that's why Jesus said, Greater things than than I can do, you can do. The mm-hmm. same things. The same, I am just like you are. That was his whole message. I am who you're supposed to be. <laughs> exactly. And if you can model my behavior, and, uh, you know, you'll nurture that. My, 
Well, again, it's not even model his behavior. It's modeling that behavior that made his behavior his behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see no, what you're, I'm saying? I, I stand corrected. I agree. But because totally it has agree. to be unique to us. We're unique creations. So we are going to express it differently than he did, but nonetheless express it to, in the same manner that he did. Do you see what I'm saying? That that's what's important. It's not gonna. We're not gonna, you know, turn into six foot three, first century Jewish dudes with a beard and long hair. We are going to be, and that's what a lot of people are afraid of. The ego is definitely afraid of dying, but the ego is not dying. The ego is transmuted into something much greater than it ever thought it could be, and th that scares it. You see. So, mm -hmm. so Marianne Williamson made made a beautiful quote. I love it. It says, "She says, it's not. We're not afraid that we're small. We're afraid that we're huge." <laughs> yeah, it's true. And and because yeah, that's right. We're totally. We are infinite being in form. Okay, and and, and as infinite being in form, there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that we cannot accomplish. As long as we say. As long as we don't say. No, I can't. You know, mm -hmm. uh, and do we all do we all measure up to that? Little by little, we're starting to measure up to that. Okay, you know, we're starting to see. We call it manifestation. We're starting to realize that we do create our own reality, and, and it's not that I'm creating. The, the problem is we want to create everyone else's reality too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you see, it's not that I want to create Lee Peterson's reality. I want to create Linda Marie's reality as well. <laughs> exactly. And that's and that's where we're flat wrong, you see. The only thing I can do is affect me. The only thing I can do is tell you how I did it. Does that mean it's going to be the way you do it? I can tell you absolutely not. It's absolutely not going to be the way you do it. You may follow everything that I say absolutely perfectly, but the fact that you're doing it means that you've added your touch to it. So it is not precisely what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, whatever you find that works is what you're supposed to be doing, you see? So to get up and to say dogmatically, you must stand on your left foot and put your right foot three and a half inches off the ground and sneeze, and then you'll be enlightened. You, you can't say that. You, you, you cannot get that, that dogmatic. You can't say, unless you do what I say, you, you know, you're going to go to hell. You know, no, th that's totally untrue. And in fact, the greatest hell is what you put yourself through here on this planet, I believe. <laughs> um, so that's what inspired and that's what continues to inspire what I do. And my goal is to help empower people to fulfill their ministry, which is the ministry of Christ in them. That's what I'm doing, and that's what I think Christ's ministry was. So that's that's what that's what I uh, that's my passion. That's why I'm here. 
do I have all the answers? Absolutely not. Do all the answers lie within me? Absolutely. Do all the answers lie within you? Absolutely. My goal is to get you to go there and get them. <laughs> I love that, Lee. And, that's great. And that's what the goal, that, that is what the goal of the priesthood always should have been. Jesus said that you are possessors of the keys to the kingdom, but neither do you use them or do you let other people use them. What's wrong with you? We possess the keys to the kingdom. It's up to us to use them and to show everyone that they also have their own keys. Are the keys all the same? No, they're not. There are some keys that are generally true. We call them laws, and like the law of attraction. But those really aren't laws as much as they are principles. This simply is the way it works. You know, it's not a law like, I'm going to arrest you if you don't follow this. But it is a principle. It's This is simply how it works. Like if you add one and one, you get two. There's no way to get anything but two from adding one and one. Well, that's what these principles are. The universe, God has two answers, yes and amen. Okay? The universe mm-hmm. exists to fulfill your desire. What the question is not, you know, is the universe going to give it to me? The true question is, what is your true desire? And exactly. what do you want your true desire to be? And then so what we're but what we're doing, what I am doing, what I hope the ministry of OFJ is doing, is helping people to discover the true desire, the true desire that is with him because God has placed that desire in them. He, God gives us the desires of our heart. What does that mean? Oh, Lord, I want a Mercedes-Benz. No. God gives us our desires in our hearts. So what we're desiring, truly desiring for our lives, peace, joy, happiness, world peace, living together in harmony, those are everybody's true desires how they fit into that, figuring out how they fit into the life purpose. All those desires are planted within us because Christ is the foundation of who we are. So when we say we're living from Christ's consciousness, means we are living from those desires that are within us. And those those desires that are within us are how we're going to arrange our outside life to express those desires as they express individually through me, through you, through everybody who's listening. How do we, um, it's, a, it's a difficult concept to, dis, to, dis, to really define. It's, it's an uh, awareness and understanding that comes from within us as opposed to the intellectual understanding that we get from without. Is that pretty much how you might divine consciousness? Yeah, it's, it's, it's your you know, when we we talk about it in terms of what is your level of consciousness. Well, mine's nine point two. No, it, it, it's not like that at all. Uh, it is a lot like. Um, do you see the glass half full or half empty? Right. And even more importantly, what does that mean to you? You know, so it's your perception. Your consciousness is the field in which your perceptions lie. So when we say a person has high consciousness, this person is a person who perceives 
love and beauty, who perceives the world is perfectly ordered. He sees, or they see, or she sees, a reason behind everything. And that that reason is good. May not, may not uh, be good in terms of what we determine as right or wrong, okay? But all things ultimately work for the good. Because why? We are spiraling in a progression towards greater and greater evolution, if you will. Spiritual conscious evolution. We can't help but expand. The universe is constantly expanding. We must therefore be constantly expanding. Even if it seems like we're contracting, we're truly, we only contract to expand out even further. So, your, your, your consciousness, your level of consciousness, is how aligned are you with the greatest degree of love, as you would say in, in uh, the Alliance of Divine Love. How are you coming from, what is the greatest degree of love? What is your greatest degree of love? Mm-hmm. And what has love got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> Good for and, you to and, stick and that one in there. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had I had old song night on, on, on Facebook last night. Oh, so that's what it where it came from. Okay. Uh the but th- but that's right. Uh Pure consciousness is absolute, unconditional love. It's the, God created everything and called it good. God's in love with everything because God has to be in love with everything because God is love. So how are we demonstrating the greatest degree of love in our lives? And that's our state of consciousness. Now, do we always exhibit one state of consciousness? No. We fluctuate through all levels of consciousness all the time. But what is your primary what is your primary state? Are you going to be primarily depressed? Or are you going to be primarily optimistic? Are you gonna are you gonna have rough spots in the road? Or are you gonna have the pit that you fell into? <laughs> you know what I mean? That yeah. is that is, that's your state of consciousness, okay? It's not something big, mystical thing, and suddenly you enter into God consciousness, and suddenly, boom, you know, wow. <laughs> I well, didn't realize I was... What's some of the ways that we, uh, that in your experience, um, that you have been able to make that discerning uh, process of, of, of knowing the consciousness of God, the infinite consciousness within you what's some of the ways that you've learned to to tune into that primarily for me there are two ways prayer especially if I'm more centered in my ego and meditation Uh which gets me totally out of your ego gets you totally out of everything okay Uh Uh, and I'm talking about a deep profound uh, I'll say transcendental meditation. It doesn't have to be trademark TM. For example, I'll give I'll give Gavin a great great plug here. Uh, conscious mental rest. If you will look 
up conscious mental rest in, on your computer. Google it. That is an excellent, excellent technique to experience pure consciousness within you. And realize it's awareness. It's, it's pure awareness. And pure awareness at that level becomes aware only of itself. But our minds can't handle that, okay? Huh. Our minds don't know what to do with that. So the mind says, you're doing nothing. <laughs> because you've transcended the mind. The mind is no longer a part. You've transcended thought and gone to the source of all thought. And in the source of all thought, the mind that's that's worried about all the thoughts is going, hey, 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 you're not paying attention to me. You're doing nothing. Because unless you're paying attention to me, you aren't doing anything. And that's the ego's, that's what the ego sells to people. That's why they don't like meditation a lot of times. They say, well, I think I'm doing nothing. Well, no, you're actually doing everything. You just don't realize it because the mind, you're not paying attention to your mind that's trying to, you know, that's competing. The mind, uh, the level of thought, the outer awareness competes with the inner awareness for your attention. When you turn your attention to the inner awareness, it becomes like a child. They call it the monkey mind. It's going to do all kinds of things to attract your attention. And what you simply do is say, that's nice, that's fine. I think this is superior. You know what I mean? And then you transcend even further and further into a state in which you are, uh, the Buddhists call it emptiness. And you, you're totally aware, but you, what you're aware of is awareness itself. And so... Uh, when those moments come it, for me, um, where the thoughts begin to, you know, distract me, I simply... Breathing really works. Deep, uh, diaphragmatic breathing um, and you know, being very relaxed and doing, you know, a couple of deep breaths. And I'm, I'm much more able to release those thoughts and just allow them to float by like a cloud in the sky, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, but it takes a great deal of practice. So it is really, or I should say for me, it's really a devotion. Is it not? It is a devotion. It is a practice, you know, um, uh, it's a devotion. It's a practice. Uh, in, in, in the Vedas, it's actually called tapas, which means sacrifice. Or penance. <laughs> it's a penance. Uh and and I use I use I like to use mantra. That that's that's what I like to use. Mm -hmm. Well some people focus on their breath or it can use um Yeshua. I like to just sort of breathe in and out on Yeshua and um there's just so many techniques, but I agree. Gavin Hool's uh, Conscious Mental Rest, is uh, he's got the whole teaching of it on his website. So if you Google Conscious Mental Rest, as Lee said before, you'll find it for free, an entire uh, way to uh, understand what that means. And then if you want some actual practice, um, Lee and I hold classes via Skype, and um, anyone who might be interested in in 
learning some of these practices or deepening their spiritual awareness of divine consciousness can um, simply go to our website, uh, Order of the Friends, uh, Order of the Friends of Yeshua, OFJ Community. Actually, is the website name. Pardon me, OFJcommunity.org, and you'll be able to send us an email via the website. And uh, if you're interested in uh, study or spiritual development or deepening your spiritual consciousness of the Christ presence or divine presence, um, just visit ofjcommunity.org and send us an email and we will be happy to um, get you involved in some Skype classes where we can actually do some practices and some studies and some discussion uh, groups. Uh, We use various spiritual books that help uh, us to understand more about what consciousness is and so uh, if you're interested in anything uh, along those lines in in going deeper within your own spiritual journey and learning how to express the uniqueness of God through you, uh, then then just send us a message through OFJcommunity.org and we will be happy to um, visit with you and then um, align you with uh, some discussion groups, classes, practices, whatever you feel, or ministry, uh, if that's what you feel called to do within. Okay, with regard to practice, Lee, would you like to lead us in a little bit of a guided, um, perhaps, uh, experience for two or three minutes that might help folks to to get centered? Okay, that'll be wonderful. Guided meditation is, is probably the first introduction that most people have to meditation. It's a very... It's excellent. It's it's. Uh, I still do it. <laughs> We're doing it today. <laughs> Wonderful. I've got some music here by uh, inspirational singer songwriter uh, Sean O'Shea from Nashville, Tennessee, who has gifted us with some of his um, beautiful original music for spiritual purposes. And so, I want to just put a shout out to Sean O'Shea and uh, thank him for. Uh, the gift of his beautiful music, and uh, if you'd like to check out the work he does in his ministry, just visit uh, sing s i n g spirit dot net. Okay, Lee. Okay, so let's begin by sort of sitting up straight in our chairs, <clears throat> and we'll begin by breathing in very deeply through our diaphragm. Slowly in through the nose and out through the mouth. And just ease back in your chair and allow the thoughts to just flow by. Pay attention only to the in-breath and the out-breath. In through the nose. Out through the mouth. As we're relaxing, Let's pretend that there is a white mist that's surrounding us. 
filling the whole space around us. Just a nice light white mist. It surrounds us, it protects us. And then we see that we're breathing in this white light, this mist. We breathe it in deeply into our lungs and allow it to fill our lungs. And as it fills our lungs, and as we draw this whiteness into us, we realize that it's beginning to energize us. We realize that this is a life-giving energy. That you are drawing in and out of yourself by the power of your own will. Breathe in and breathe out. Allow the tension to leave your shoulders and your head. Now in front of us, we see around our chest area, but not within the chest, outside of the chest, a spinning ball, which we will call your heart chakra. So let us begin by breathing in this white energy and we visualize the whiteness coming into our nostrils, coming into our lungs and then out into this ball of light that's just sitting in front of our chest. Just focus your attention for a few breaths on this white ball and this energy going into this ball. And now we will change the focus of our awareness of the sphere to the center of our forehead, which is positioned between the eyebrows, about two inches in front of the body. And we see this white energy going into it from the heart and we see it filling our mind and then let's just stop and take a few moments to just breathe in and breathe out, not focusing on anything, but resting in that peaceful feeling that we have in our hearts and in our minds. And just take a few moments and open your eyes.
little longer than the music. <laughs> well, we, we, I'm, I apologize for the technical difficulties. We're having some uh, a little bit of problem here with our players, so I do apologize for the music. I'm not sure what the challenge is. And so that's just one method of um, breathing and becoming still and... and um, and then allowing whatever arises from within us to uh, to just be with it. That's right. So it's all about practice. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, the journey to learning how to relax on the inside and allow on the outside has been a challenging one for me, but... Now that I'm able to do that more and more and more, it is just remarkable um, how much peace I feel inside of myself. And so this is such a worthwhile practice in order to be able to maintain that peace of the presence of the divine consciousness or the Christ consciousness while whatever's happening on the outside exterior world is happening. And it really That's right. it creates... Uh-huh. And it That's exactly right. This, you can create. It does create this magical ability to allow. I think oftentimes what we forget is that this is going on within us and every single expression of God or person in the world that we see or all of the creation of, of, of God. And so the ability to allow, I have come to understand um, and and maintain that centeredness in the consciousness of Christ or the divine consciousness or divine love or infinite awareness or whatever language is really irrelevant. Um, and pretty soon with practice, you're able to more and more and more observe what's happening in the world around you and allow and not be so reactive to external stimuli but be responsive from the awareness of the divine intelligence. That's exactly right. Oh, that was good. It really was. And and that's what I've learned from you, Lee. I, I you know what one of the greatest things I've learned many things from you, but one of the greatest things in just observing you and your ministry is that you maintain that. I mean, there there have been a lot of things that have happened and will happen and continue to happen in the world external. But for the most part, um, you are able to always come back to that center place. And you always seem to be able to to balance that with, with, with a, a peacefulness, um, you know, and a, an awareness of the external world, but not so much invested in, in outcomes of things. And uh, so, you know, it really leads to a very less blood pressure problems, you know, just overall better health, um, you know, at least for me. And uh, it's what I've observed in you, you know, that one of the things you've taught me over these many years and as I, you know, all things have unfolded in our lives. It's uh, really maintaining that peaceful center and trusting that everything, no matter what it looks like, is being created by the expressions of God everywhere. Well, thank you. 
<laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I mean, I'm sure there are people in my lives that will tell you the exact opposite. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure but you no, have that, your moments. You're only human. Yeah. Uh, you know, you do have the human component of your existence. But I think for the most part, I have learned being in the world but not of it. Um, I, I've seen a lot of that in, in, in being able to work with you. And I really well, thank appreciate you. I, it. I, I, I strive for that. I really do. And uh, and I, I really appreciate you saying that, Linda Marie. Well, it's uh, one of the it best gifts. Well, thank you. I'm just stating uh, what what I've, I know to be true. And I invite, uh, again, I would like to remind our listeners, first of all, we are so grateful for your listening support in doing our small part to get this message out there. To the world, and we, our whole ministries revolve around being available to help people, uh, whether it's through practice or dialogue or study or whatever, to, to assist people to be able to relax into the uh, surrender to the consciousness of the divine within them and be able to express the uniqueness of God that they are in the world. So if this is something that you uh, wish to uh, include in your life, uh, again, I'd like to remind everyone to send um, just to, to, to our website, direct you to our website at uh, ofjcommunity.org. There's a page there where you can contact us and or you can send an email to Divinity. Alliance at Comcast.net. Either way, we'll be able to uh, communicate with you and then find out where you might uh, best be served with regard to uh, your continuing deepening of your spiritual journey. So um, thank you for this lovely show. Our intent for this show uh, was to hopefully get uh, uh, people to know a little bit about more about who we are and what our ministries are and why we're here. So I hope you found it helpful and insightful. And, um, again, contact us uh, with questions or comments. We, we welcome your suggestions and your input. So, again, uh, this is uh, Linda Marie Nelson, and I thank you. Uh, Lee, thank you so much for um, a wonderful conversation and dialogue. And... Um, Next week, well, I think thank we you, have Linda a guest. Marie, this is wonderful. I, I hope think we have, we have a guest. guest. I think we have an author uh, coming on next week, um, uh, who uh, who has written uh, another aspect of this consciousness: how to stay in this awareness of this uh, creative, uh, infinite intelligence or consciousness of God. So. Lee, I wish you well and uh, a lovely rest of the evening. I thank you. I thank our listeners. And we thank you. And we send you extraordinary blessings. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on The Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This is a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua and the Apostolic Communion. You can find us on the World Wide Web 
OFJcommunity.org, OFJ-online-network.info, Apostolic-communion-online-network.info, and also on our YouTube Apostolic TV channel www.youtube.com slash user slash Apostolic Communion with a capital A and a capital C with the other letters being lowercase. Thank you again. This is Executive Producer of the Way of Consciousness Radio Network Father Brian Michael Rice thanking you